Well, hello, Inspire Church. What a privilege it is for me to connect with you guys, even though it's via video. And, you know, um, it's that time in the world now where it's been difficult to travel. I do miss you guys a lot and miss my family at Inspire. I want to say thank you at this point to Don and Julia for asking me and trusting me to be part of the oversight of the church. And uh, believe me, I pray for you a lot and think of you a lot and uh, carry you in my heart. And so uh, today I would like to share with you uh, a message that I recently got from the Lord uh, for the body of Christ, not just for one place. And uh, I just want to say before I get into it, that uh, in this new season of my life, as I'm mentoring churches and pastors and leaders, that God has been gracious to download to me the things that he wants said to the wider body. Uh, It's not just for one particular place, but for the entire body of Christ, but uh, it is specific as well as God has put things in my heart for you. And so I pray that um, God will speak to us today. Uh, I want to bless you and I pray that the word of the Lord will um, touch us. Father, help us today uh, to hear your word and to be inspired by your word. And may we be lifted today uh, in walking with you, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, this morning I actually woke up thinking of you guys and and thinking, wow, we're living through some interesting times and uh, God has not been caught unaware. You know, sometimes I think, well, is God in all this? We're in interesting times in our world with COVID and the unsettling of church life. And we think, well, where's God? Well, God knew this was coming. He knew exactly what was happening. And he's been very much aware. And I believe he's trying to get the attention of his church. He wants to build his church according to his own pattern, not our own. And I think with COVID, uh, it's been an an opportunity for us to stop and listen and say, okay, God, what are you saying? You know, I've been saddened, to be honest, by some parts of the body of Christ in their reaction at this time. People getting carried away with conspiracies and and this is happening and it's the end times and, and maybe they are. But what we should be concentrating on as the bride of Christ is the things that really build the kingdom and bring the lost to faith. And often we get caught up in concerns that we should not be concerned about because we are called to be the light in the darkness, not to partner with darkness and not to get upset with darkness, but to turn on the light. And so a couple of scriptures before I go into my main thought with us today is the first one is Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 2. Don't call everything a conspiracy like they do and don't live in dread of what frightens them. Make the Lord of heaven's armies holy in your life. He is the one you should fear. He is the one who should make you tremble. He will keep you safe. Fearing the Lord is not being scared of the Lord. It's coming into his freedom and safety. And during COVID, I have been a little heartbroken at how little Christians have turned to Christ himself and found so much refuge and hope. I want to read another scripture, Romans 5 verse 3. We can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will 
will not lead to disappointment for we know how deeply God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. I talk to so many Pentecostals that speak in tongues every day and they're full of fear and they're full of concern and they're full of worry and what's going to happen. But if we really do have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we can't be filled with fear. We're filled with faith and love. And so today I pray in this incredible season the church is in that we find our hope again, our trust again in him. It was only two or three weeks back in our staff meeting here in Adelaide that uh, we were worshipping God and a thought came into my mind, I am the God of the hereafter. I am the God who's here after all this stuff. I believe in the hereafter like you do about heaven. And one day we will be in the hereafter in heaven. But you know, God is here after the challenges of life. There is breakthroughs that come. And I am absolutely excited and convicted that we're moving into the after season. The after of fear is faith. And the after of disappointment is God appointment. And so I want to speak for a short time on this subject and pray that it is a prophetic word uh, to the body of Christ at this time. I want to start with a scripture regarding this in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation, not a shaky one, a firm foundation after you have suffered a little while. Do you know after a young man called Joseph that got a dream from God uh, was thrown into prison as an innocent man, uh, only following his dream and yet unfairly treated, thrown into prison, that only after he endured the prison, he becomes prime minister of Egypt. There is an after. After Job experienced much suffering and loss, God restores blessings and favor back to his life. It's the after. After a woman is caught in adultery by the Pharisees and they are judging her, Jesus gives her hope after her brokenness. He promises her wholeness. Uh, the, the wonderful man Ezekiel, who prophesied to the nation of Israel for years and years and years and nobody listened. Uh, people just rejected his preaching. And then after in Ezekiel 37, he prophesies over a valley of dead, dry bones. They stand up a great army. I believe the church of Jesus is going to stand up a mighty army. The future church is going to be much more attractive than anything we've seen so far. But we've got to believe he's the God of the after life. After the challenges comes his gift of great life. And I'm excited about that. After Jesus cleans the temple. The children come running in, all the children running around the temple. And that speaks to me of generational blessing. After Jesus clean, cleanses the temple, he makes way for generational blessing and he starts doing miracles. See, after the drought comes that great flood of God's power on his church. And I believe we've not experienced yet what he has for us because he's the God of the after. After Jesus was crucified, 
he rose from the dead. Aren't we glad that there was an after the crucifixion? There was a resurrection. After this life, there is eternal life. We need to hang on to the God of after. I know uh, you guys are aware of our own story and Pastor Don and Julia with your own family story, severe loss. We lost a son, you guys lost a son and the pain of that. And yet by the grace of God, even though we walk with a limp that reminds us that without God, we can't do it. There is an afterlife where we can take our pain and turn it into God's purpose. And so I, I know with, with losing Chris, it just it, the pain is there. Only a few days ago, I found the photo of when his son was born, my grandson and, and my son and myself at the hospital straight after the birth. And I looked at the photo and, and, and and my heart breaks with the sadness that my son is gone and yet I still see a lot of him in our grandson and there's still purpose after the pain because there is an after that we can live with. There is an after that can sustain and carry us. You know, I found life again after feeling like I could never ever survive with the pain. And yes, the pain is real, but the after is also very real. After COVID, God's covenant blessing for his people doesn't go away. And yes, we've gone through COVID, but we have a covenant keeping God. After we sin, there's a savior that forgives, heals and restores. See, God is the great revealer in times like this, so he can be the great healer. In times like this, we see all the things that are going wrong and let God reveal things so we can grow and become people of endurance that see his healing work at work because he's a God of the after the tragedy comes the triumph. I hope this is blessing you today. Do you know, guys, it was probably 20 years ago, and I may have even mentioned some of this when I was there uh, a few years ago speaking at conference, because this has carried me for over 20 years. Is about 20 years ago, I uh, was seeking God through my own journaling one time and felt God open my eyes to the fact that there were shakings that were going to come to the church. Shakings were going to come to God's people, but shakings don't come to hurt. They come to heal. They come to mend, not because God is mad. You know, in uh, Hebrews 12, right at the end of Hebrews 12, verse 28, it says, since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Do we really believe that today? I believe that we're receiving a kingdom that is unshakable. Let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. And I remember reading that and felt led by God's spirit to keep reading. And as I kept reading into Hebrews chapter 13, I personally saw seven areas of shaking that the church was going to experience over the next few years. And I believe they're happening in a deeper way right now. The first one is in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Keep on loving each other as brothers and sisters. Another version says continue to love one another with deep 
Christian love. You know what? A lot of Christians treat other Christians no different than what the world does. When there's a disagreement, we part ways. When we don't like something, we go, we, we, we dump each other. We move away, and yet there's a level of brothering and sistering, not good language, but there's a, a level of that that we should do in all seasons as Christians. Every Christian on the planet is either our brother or our sister. And there's a level of friendships in the Christian world that have been shaken over the last 20 years. And a lot of what people call church planting are people splitting from one church and starting another one somewhere else. And I believe God does not want that to continue. He doesn't want us to discontinue our biblical friendships. And I feel that friendships have caused so much damage in the body of Christ when someone gets offended and their friends get offended as well. Often people will leave in groups and go somewhere else because of their offense, but then they won't join something else for what that something else is about. They join something else because of what they're against. And I believe that's not the way to build God's kingdom. And I believe God's allowing some shaking to go on. So we become the best resolvers of conflict on the planet. Christians should be teaching the world how conflict should be resolved. We should be the people that know what friendships are all about. You see, friendships stay connected. Friendships comfort each other. Friendships carry each other. I'm so grateful that in my deepest days of pain, I've had people, friends in Christ, that have carried me. You guys have been a great encouragement. Pastor Don and Julia, the times you've rung me to encourage me, and I just love the continuance and the carrying on of that friendship. But you know something? There's got to be a place where friendships can correct and where friendships can confront. In love, of course, where there's nurture and nudge we give each other. And I believe the Bible says, and and it's in there, that faithful are the wounds of a friend because a friend won't abuse. A friend will just bring the code of conduct, the Bible, to the conversation. And I believe God is causing shakings right now in the body of Christ where there are controversies. So we re-establish biblical friendships. The second shaking is focus. It says in verse 2, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers for some who have done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember also those being mistreated as if you felt their pain in your own bodies. I believe the focus of the church has been too much on inward, not outward. And for the last 30 years, we've spent more time on buildings than building our communities and reaching out to the people around us. Now, we've got to work on buildings. We've got to have a spirit of excellence. We've got to build God's house. But we've been too much one way and not the other. And God is shaking the focus of the church so we become outward looking, where we're not just interested in numbers, because I think that's going to be a thing of the past. And we're not just going to be interested in money, even though we need those things. It's going to be about community focus and being outward looking 
to the disenfranchised. Didn't Jesus say the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me to build things? No, to build the community, to heal the broken and the sick. And so I believe the focus of the church is changing towards outward more than inward. Matthew 22, 36, the great commandment says to love God with all our heart and to love our neighbor as ourself. And I believe the focus of the church, when we love God, the focus then becomes others, not what will I get out of Christianity. Too many people are saying, I don't get it anymore. I don't feel it anymore. I don't sense it in the worship anymore. Well, that's not what it's about. Once we walk with Jesus and we love him, then we are givers in life to those around us and to others. And I believe the focus of the church is being really challenged right now. The third one is verse four, which is fidelity. Give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. We have an infidelity problem today in the church. Just like there's church hopping and people marry a church and then they divorce that church and then they marry another church. It's actually an outward expression of how we do life. And faithfulness has left a lot of our postures where, you know, it's too hard. I can't stay in this marriage. And yes, this verse addresses marriage, but the spirit behind this verse is the spirit of infidelity. And I believe God is wanting to address that. It's one of the shakings God is allowing to happen. You think about it. The fourth one. In verse 5 and 6 is finances. Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. What can mere people do to me? I think... In our Western world, you know, uh, money's become a driving force in people not being connected to God and his church because they're out there trying to make money and succeed in life. And it's not wrong to do those things in their right place. You know, money is a great servant, but it's not a great master. And so I believe God's saying here that the church needs to stop being uh, successful through the eyes of humanity, but look for supernatural success and, and trust God. God and not always want what we don't have, but be satisfied with what we have. And yes, be entrepreneurial, do all the things that move us forward. But we've got to balance scripture with scripture. Uh, money is not evil, but the love of it is. And the love of it in achieving in business, I'll do this, I'll do that, and then I'll serve the Lord. And it never happens. And I believe God is allowing this whole realm to be shaken in Christians and in church world. I'm just trying Dropping seeds here, you know. Um, then the next one is God is shaking our fellowship. There's a lot happening right now with leaders being questioned. The media is going off about things. And yet we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater because God has established a pattern for covering and leadership. But there's a clarity here in this passage of scripture where it says, um, follow the leaders. I'll just read it here. Remember your leaders who who taught you the word of God. It's about people that teach us correctly the word of God. Think of all the good. So there needs to be fruit that has come from their lives and follow their example of faith. We've had in our cool church for too long, follow the example of their fashion. 
you know, cool and trendy and looking, nothing wrong with looking cool. But you know, when we are following fads and we're following cultures that are celebrity cultures, that's not what the the scripture's about. You don't follow that. You follow people's faith with God. They're walking with God. They're fruitfulness in living out the word. We're supposed to judge fruit according to Matthew chapter 7. And so fellowship is very important. In fact, it repeats it in verse 17. And it says, come under the mission of your leaders. Now, it can't be any leader. We can't blindly give loyalty. We have to give biblical loyalty, leaders that will give an account for our soul. If there are leaders that will give an account for our soul and care about us and want to put the word of God in us, that's a safe place. That's not a control. That's a covering. And I believe that God is wanting to restore this teaching because we're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I'm just going to stay at home. I'm going to do God my way. I don't listen to leaders. I only listen to the Holy Spirit. That is unbiblical conversation. We need to get back to the Bible. You know, it's interesting that straight after this, it says in the next verse, for Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We quote that scripture over and over again out of context. The context is God has a pattern for leadership. And if we follow that pattern, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That pattern doesn't change. And so we need to handle the word of God properly if we're going to get proper teaching in our lives. And I believe God is shaking this area in the church as we're seeing in the media right now. And I'll close in a moment with why I think these shakings are happening. He's also shaking our faith. Verse 6, for this world is not our home. Sorry, number 6, verse 14. For this world is not our permanent home. We are looking forward to a home yet to come. Most of what Christians do today is all for the here and now. But the moment I gave my life to Jesus, it was about eternal life. And we've got to bring the eternal life message back to the church. This is about eternity. We're all leaving. We're all leaving. We just had a famous cricketer in Australia, Shane Warne, pass away. He didn't take any of his riches with him. And he had a lot, and we don't begrudge him that. But none of it went with him because we all leave. And we need to have an eternal focus that our faith hangs on to, number six. And then the last one, number seven, is our function. You cannot do church in isolation at home on video for the rest of your life. We cannot do that because verse 21, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. Staying home and isolating and just watching. Obviously, if there's no other way, we understand that. But when there's another way that God has released, we could be applying. It's wrong. You will all need for doing his will. We've got to be equipped for all, sorry, that we need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ every good thing that is pleasing to him. You see, we all have a function. We all have a God shape. And God wants us not just to attend church, not to just have ministry, but to be the church and be ministry. We are ministry. And so there is an after. 
the shakings. God brings shaking, but there is an after. God shaking friendships so we have biblical unity. He's shaking the focus of the church so we get clarity again. He's shaking fidelity because he wants loyalty again. He's shaking the whole area of finances so we have integrity. We need to have integrity. He's shaking the way we follow leaders so we have accountability. He's shaking our faith so we keep our eyes on eternity and he's shaking how we function so we become Christians of responsibility. In conclusion, I love the hereafter. I love he's the God who's here after all the shakings. Let's embrace the shakings of God. They lead us to freedom and not fear. The best days for the church are ahead of us. I was just going through my Instagram and on Sunday morning and uh, John Bevere just wrote, God, God doesn't test us with evil. He tests us with obedience. My challenge today to the body of Christ is let's get back into obedience and follow what God has called us to live out because the church is beautiful and when the church lives out like this the world will look at us and go wow do you know I'm spending so much time with non-Christians and I in the midst of what's happening in the world we're not arguing conspiracies I'm sharing scripture with them and showing them how in this dark time, the gospel makes sense. Let's allow the gospel to make sense right now. I no longer want to be a churchian. I want to be a Christ follower, a Christian. And in the future, we're going to see the beautification of the church. And I'm looking for that with eager, eager, eager heart. And so I, once again, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share with you. And I'm excited. I hope you get excited. The shakings are worth it. The shakings are for the making. And I love you guys. I can't wait to be able to fly again and come and hang out with my family. And we can all do a big cook up. Anyway, bless you guys. Inspire Church, love you. And step out in faith again and see amazing miracles happening your way. By the way, that's not going to look like the past. You're going to do things as a church that you've never done before. But you know what? It's happening to all of us and it's good. It's God. So let's embrace, uh, not erase, and let's build the kingdom of God. Love you guys heaps. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We pray that you would activate something in your life and shift your life towards Jesus. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, just click follow. We love you. Have a blessed week.